Welcome to the Clemson Tiger Wire Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Uh, we are joining you just about 10, 15 minutes after our most recent game of Clemson versus Miami. But before we hop into that game, uh, just a reminder, thanks so much for being here. We are so grateful that you're a part of this community and you're diving in and joining along with us. Hey, make sure you're following us over on social media. we got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that is at the Tiger Wire. Uh, if you're on TikTok, add Clemson in there, Clemson Tiger Wire. But uh, join us over on there for some different clips, different trailers, different behind-the-scenes stuff. So you can find all that over there. Uh, but also, thanks again to Michael and Anthony. If you haven't yet, go watch last episode, episode 10. We kicked off our video part, and we had a longer episode. We talked for about two hours. Uh, but Michael with Duke Blue Central, uh, and then Anthony, one of the uh, Richland County Corporal in the Sheriff Department, who's a big NC State fan, uh, they joined us for a huge episode where we went through each ACC team. All of us gave our rankings of the conference. We gave our predictions for future awards. Um, we're actually going to have them back on the show different parts of this season just to make sure we can continue walking through and see how our predictions lined up. So thanks again to them for joining us on that episode. And if you haven't yet, go back and give that a listen. You can listen anywhere you get your podcast. You can go on YouTube and watch it if you'd rather. Uh, it was a lot of fun to make, a lot of big pretty fun episode to make and be a part of uh and we're just grateful for them for joining us here on the tiger wire awesome and so with all that being said uh we want to go ahead and we just want to talk about this game let's let's dive in let's talk about this clemson miami game talk about our takeaways talk about what we saw uh, from this. Today's not going to be a long episode because honestly, I'm a little disappointed. If you couldn't tell uh, with the tagline down there, if you're watching on the video, uh, I'm disappointed and a little concerned with this game. And so going into this game, everyone thought it was going to be big. Going into this game, it was a big matchup, right? You got Clemson, who's looking great, only lost one game by two points to Memphis. Miami, who is always good, coming off a Final Four experience last year, Elite Eight the year before. Uh, Jim Laranago got a great coach at the helms. Everyone expecting this game to be a great game, right? A great matchup. And it started off that way, right? It started off a tight game. It started off back and forth, back and forth. Clemson jumped out late at the end of the first half, thanks to O'Meara, uh losing some, uh, getting in some foul trouble. Uh, he, their big man, O'Meara from Miami, got in foul trouble, and Clemson kind of took advantage of that, took a six-point lead at half, and then after halftime, it was like a different team. Miami continued being hot. They shot hot from the three-point all night. All night, they were making threes like crazy. I think they ended up shooting, like making, uh, what was it, 11 threes? Yeah, finished 11 for 24, shooting 46% from the three-point line. Crazy. Just ridiculous. Um, and so Miami, that was them all game. Uh, they scored. They shot more of that in the second half. Even hotter, came out in the hotter in the second half. But in the first half, they still made some threes. Clemson, however, came out in the second half and just, it was like they stopped playing defense. The first half, we held them to 35 points. Final score of the first half was 41 to 35. The second half, Miami put up 60 points, 6-0. We let them do whatever they wanted with the ball. 
when you're watching this game and big things to be concerned about is our defense, it literally looked like they were at will at points. Their guards and their perimeter offense uh, was taking complete advantage of all of our defense. They were running right past our guys. They were moving the ball. They were had great looks. They had great plays. They were getting open looks. They had 19 assists on the game. It was Their offense was at will in the second half, and there was nothing Clemson could do to stop them. And so looking at this game, you think about it and you're like, all right, what are, what are the real concerns? You know, so Miami, they ended up shooting. Let's just go through some team stats real quick. Uh, team stats for the game. Uh, Clemson shot 45%. Miami shot 53%. Both decent field goals. Miami shooting over 50% in the game is crazy. Uh, Three-point percentage. They both made 11. Clemson shot 36%. Miami shot 45%. They both shot excellent from the free throw, 9-9, 14-15. Nine nine, uh, rebounds, Miami won the rebound battle, but just by a little, 32-36. to 36. Uh, Assist, Miami's had 19, Clemson 15. Turnovers, it, it felt like more. Um, this one was a close battle. It was 11 total turnovers uh, to nine for Miami. Clemson turned over the ball two more times. But if you watch this game, it would have felt like Clemson turned the ball over a lot more because when Clemson turned the ball over, Miami took advantage. There was a lot more like wide open looks. I remember one time Clemson had the ball literally underneath our goal, passing it in on an inbound. They overthrew the inbound pass and it was a wide open layup uh, by Miami to score. I mean, our turnovers were huge turnovers. It didn't feel like any of ours were just sloppy, like easy turnovers. We got it back. No, it was, they were massive turnovers. Um, point fast, fast break points. Yeah. Clemson had four on the night. We had four fast break points. Miami had 15. Omir, who ended up with 20 plus points was cherry picking all night. I think he had three plays where nobody was on the other side of the half court except for him. And he made a layup or a dunk to score. I just, he was cherry picking all night. I think he did it three different times. A foul battle wasn't terrible. It was 14 to 10. Uh, Clemson had 14 fouls. Uh, Miami had 10. And then the biggest leads, Clemson was up by eight points at one point. And we lost it and ended up going down by 13 at one point and losing the game by 12. Um, so it was a disappointing game. You start off that first half and you're competing with them. It's back and forth. You, you feel good about it. You feel like you're in it. And then the second half, you just come out and lay an egg. You come out and give up huge runs, give up wide open looks, give up sloppy defense. Uh, it was a disappointing game. And so part of that, you mark up to luck, right? Every time you play a team, if we played Miami again tomorrow, I doubt they would shoot as well as they shot the ball tonight. You know, like they're a good shooting team, but they're they're not going to shoot 50-plus percent every single night. Uh, so part of this is just you played an opponent that was hot. I mean, when you're looking at player stats, Miami had three different players that shot for double-digit points. They had Omir, who went for 23 and paired with six rebounds. They had Cleveland, who had 23 points, four rebounds, four assists. And then they had Pack, who had – five rebounds and three assists. So they had three players. Those three players alone combined for what? what is that, 71 points, just those three? Those three players scored 11 less points than Clemson's whole team. And then their other starters both put up 12 each. So their bench didn't score any, and they finished with 95 points. That's a problem, but that's not going to happen every night, right? That's not going to happen. So when you're going through this game, we're going through the recap, we got to think, all right, what is it about this game? What are the points that we're really concerned about? And what can we just chalk it up? Miami played a good game. I think our biggest concern right now, and if you watched our last episode, Michael talked about this a little bit about Clemson, and I think he was right on the head, and tonight proved it. When you're watching this game, you would think with watching this game tonight that Chase Hunter is our main player. You watch this game, and it really feels like Chase Hunter was our base player, not because of how he played, but because of how much the ball was in his hand. 
I felt like late in the game, it was in the ball nonstop in his hand. He would come down and he'd take an ugly shot to get the defensive rebound and our possession was over, right? Uh, Clemson is a team that plays slow ball. We play half-court possession. We play a ball where we want to slow it down and take our time, run our offense. And so many times Chase Hunter would go down the court, throw up a layup, or throw up a falling away shot with 20-plus seconds left on the shot clock, and then it leads to a defensive rebound and they have the ball going the other way. That's why they had 15 fast break points. It just it felt watching this game that Chase Hunter was our main player, and that's not the case. Look, I'm a fan of Chase Hunter. I think he's a great player. I think he can provide a spark. I think he's smart with the ball. He's got a great shot. He's got a great attack. He can dish it. But he's not one of our best players. Our best player is P.J. Hall and then Joe Girard. And I think we, you've got to have them having the ball. At least 90% of our possessions, one of them should touch it. Every single possession, one of them has to touch the ball, if not both. And there were so many possessions where they didn't tonight. And I think that's a big problem. I think that hurts a lot. Another big takeaway tonight that I think isn't just this game, it's something to truly worry about, is our defense was sloppy tonight. I think our post-defense wasn't terrible. I think we gave up 36 paint points, uh, which a little higher than where you want it. But uh, our perimeter defense was rough. We kept letting them get standstill, catch-and-shoot shots, standstill, catch-and-shoot, standstill, over and over. We didn't rush them off the three-point line. We didn't get them off. We allowed them to do what they wanted when they wanted on the perimeter. And our play, our defense against the guards and against three points was really worrisome. At times, it felt like our defenders were just standing still. That was It was really worrisome. So those are my biggest two things that I think, all right, that wasn't just tonight. That was That's something we really got to make sure we work on moving late. I mean, going back to the Chase Hunter, best player, this isn't something we've seen in the past. Our only other loss against Memphis, Dylan Hunter, Chase's little brother, had the ball for 40-something seconds in the final minute when we need a bucket. Why? why? You've, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that episode. I believe it was episode nine why does he have the ball? Why did he have the ball for 66% of the last minute when we need a bucket? I, I don't understand it. And I think that's something we're working through. I think we've got to be able to make sure that when we get into ACC play, when we get against a good opponents like Miami, our star players, the one who can score, the ones who we know can get a bucket when we need them, they've got to have the ball. Chase Hunter is electric when people don't, when he's not the star of the show. When he becomes the main guy, we're not going to win games. He's not that kind of player. Um, there were some positives though. Like we said, uh, you're not going to have three people on a team go, go for 20 plus points every night. That's something that Miami got hot. These players got hot. They had a night where they were on and you've got to give it to them. They were, they had a great night. They shot the ball really, really well, but also there's some parts by Clemson tonight. That was just sloppy. That wasn't Clemson ball that I'm hoping could mark it up just to tonight. I mean, gosh, Clemson, our, our players look like Kansas city wide receivers. How many times they dropped the ball? I can't have how many times a ball would go right through our hands or would slip right through and we would just drop it, which would lead to a wide open layup or would lead to more time coming off the shot clock, leading to an ugly shot with time expiring on the shot clock. We were dropping the ball like crazy. That's that's not a normal thing. I don't know why it was happening tonight. I don't know if it was jitters. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was rattled from me behind, but it happened a lot tonight. That's not something that's going to go on uh, more and more as the time goes by. And so going through the night, I, I think – one, we've got to fix those two things. We've got to make sure our star held the ball. Uh, P.J. Hall, Joe Girard, they've got to be in control. They've got to be the guys that we lean on, not Chase Hunter, not Dylan Hunter, not even Ian Shefflin, who's having an outstanding year. 
Um, so we've got to do that. And two, we've got to lock up on defense. We've got to play better on uh, the perimeter. We've got to play better on the guards. And we've got to not foul as much in the paint. And so now I just want to just want to dive into a couple players' performances on tonight and talk about a couple specific players. Um, one, I'm going to talk about P.J. Hall. Man, P.J. Hall, he's good, right? I mean, we know he's good. Tonight, he ended up with 17 points, uh, six rebounds, but he had four turnovers, and he fouled out with two minutes, two and a half minutes left on the game. P.J. Hall is a great player, but even with 17 points tonight, it never felt like he got in rhythm. It never felt like he really found his groove, found comfortable. Uh, he got in foul trouble. He was turning the ball over. He was playing sloppy. I mean, gosh, early on in the game, though, he had a huge three from the logo that I thought was going to spark him, uh, but it it really ended not doing that. It ended up being just another game where he, he couldn't find that rhythm. He couldn't find that. So I think PJ Hall's got to find a way to get in rhythm, stay in rhythm, get it early. I think that helps if he gets the ball more. So if we're able to get him the ball consistently, he'll be able to get in that rhythm that allows him to take over those games. Also want to look at uh, Chauncey Wiggins. If y'all have heard me talk at all, if you've listened to any episode, you've heard me say his name. Chauncey Wiggins is a special ball player. He is going to be a special ball player. He's six foot 10. I think he's seven foot tall. He's just listed at six, 10, six, 11. But he's, a, he's got a, a crazy good shot. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got discipline. He's going to be good. He's only a sophomore. And I still stick with my prediction. Two years from now, he's going to be the ACC player of the year. Um, Jay Billis actually said tonight that he's a future lottery draft pick if he can get it together. I think our coaches have to find a way to develop him. I think Chauncey Wiggins doesn't know how special he is right now because our coaches aren't recognizing and coaching him up. I think Brad Brownell, our play, our coach personnel, have got to find a way to help Chauncey kind of mature a little bit, find that confidence. I think, first off, he doesn't have the confidence in himself. He don't know how good he really is. So I think if our coaches can truly dive in on him, spend time with him, I think before the end of the season, if we really help him grow, we could be looking at a three-headed monster with Hall, Gerard, and Chauncey Wiggins. I, I think that's the kind of play that has that that has that potential. If you can make sure he learns what his style is, he learns that he's not just a catch and shoot wing guy. He sits with eleven. Use the size. Use his ability. Use his handles. Use his driving ability. Um, so I think if we can actually focus on him, if our coaches can get him a little bit more confident, a little bit more in the groove. That would be huge for Clemson and going into the ACC play as the season progresses, adding him with that uh, big two of Gerard and Hall and him being able to develop into more of a score. I mean, he didn't do bad tonight. He shot four for nine from the field, um, only shot two shots that weren't three, and he missed them both. He went four from seven from the three, had 12 points, two rebounds, three assists. He didn't have a turnover. He had one foul, uh, but that foul wasn't on him. He was trying to catch up on a fast break. So I, I, he's a good player. He's playing good right now. He had our third highest minutes he's played 31 minutes tonight um that's just that's where I think it's at I think we've got to be able to develop him and allow him to grow more and then the last player I want to look at and we've already kind of talked about him again so I'll go quick is Chase Hunter Chase Hunter is a great player but there's no reason that Chase Hunter should be our leading player on the floor with the most minutes out of everybody out of a 40-minute game, Chase Hunter was on the court for 36 minutes of them, and he had the ball on almost every single possession. He finished with 16 points tonight, yes, but he also went six for 15. He shot it, – It's you can't do that, right? You can't do that. He shot 40%, which – it, you can't do that. It, I think he's not the player to carry us like that. He's not the player to be the main player. Um, so we've got to be able to find a way for Gerard to take that place and allow to be our main star, our main star guard that's pairing with our main big guy, which is PJ Hall, instead of Chase Hunter trying to take over games. Um, 
But yeah, I thought overall there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be disappointed out. This game is now in the books. Hopefully we can wrap it up. Hopefully we can be finished with it. We can use this to grow. Um, we've got to get in and check soon because the game doesn't stop now, right? The season isn't over now. We don't have another week. We're in ACC play. We got to play quick. So we have a game this Saturday, and it's a big game, right? We host UNC at Little John this Saturday at noon. I can't wait to be in Little John for that environment. Going to be a big one. We've got to make sure we've got all this worked out by then, though. So uh, I think with all that being said, we're going to cut this episode short. I know a, a little shorter of an episode tonight, but we're disappointed, but we can move forward. We, you're upset about the loss, but you understand it's one game. It's our second loss of the season. It gets a really good Miami team that's going to make a run late. They're going to be in the tournament. They're going to make a, a ACC tournament run. They're a good team, right? Miami is always a good team. So take this as a learning. You understand we messed up. We had some bad plays. We had some bad mistakes. But let's move forward. Let's see how we can apply this to our next games and grow from it. So I think we're still in for a great season. I still think we have a run. If you watched the last episode, I still think we can be regular season champions for the ACC. I still think we're a tournament team. I still think we're a top three team in the ACC. We've just got to get some kinks out of it. We've got to be able to make sure that we lock it down and grow a little bit in our players. So thanks so much for joining us today for the Tiger Wire podcast. We really appreciate you being with us. Uh, a rating for us would go so far. If you could rate us five stars, wherever you're listening or watching us on that would be so awesome um subscribe to the youtube channel follow us on social media to keep up to date with all of it we'd love for you to join in on the conversation if you hop over to twitter follow us at, at the tiger wire let us know your thoughts let us know your opinions on the shows on the episodes we would love to see you over there and join that community but uh thanks so much for listening uh we hope you have a great rest of your week can't wait to see you saturday at little john as always keep that tiger pride alive and roaring and don't forget go tigers